0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome back to The Strong Room.
1: A reminder that Macmillan's next seminar is coming up on Thursday evening, June 1st at 7 o'clock. Pre-register by calling the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464 or go online to register at
2: macmillanestate.com.
0: A Macmillan Estate Planning Minute with Founder and President Sherry Macmillan.
2: The families that to me are the most joyful and successful were not shy about communication, so they would have a lot of dialogue and not easy dialogue. In order to have a harmonious plan, we have to be brave and courageous. Commonly they'll say, okay, now it's time to bring all the children in. Let's bring them all in for the full discussion about our philosophy, what we're hoping to create, the stewardship we expect. That's a very different communication than years past in my experience, because historically, it was like, well, my children will find out when I'm dead. Today, people are saying, no, I want my children to understand the responsibility and the stewardship.
0: Macmillan Estate Planning for Families. Your financial security, retirement goals, and family legacy can all be safeguarded with a customized life plan. Macmillanestate.com More now with Sherry McMillan and Norman Ewing on contingency planning in a good life plan. How to deal with the inevitable what ifs.
1: You have to look at those sides of things. So they're the contingencies uh, we have to look at in the plan. What happens if he passes away? What happens if if she passes away? You know, during their lifetime, uh, you know, what sort of gifts or uh, a transition of wealth do we want to give to the children and and how much is uh, uh, held um, for their needs um, until uh, perhaps the later years?
0: And then there are all of the different elements, not just tax and things like that, but philanthropy. I mean, this is a well-to-do family that may have some causes that it wants to support, uh, that may have some dollars available to do that. Uh, That's all part of a plan that you build for this particular family unit.
2: That's right. And we are living, they call it three phases of retirement, Peter. So we have early retirement, mid-retirement and late retirement. And in each phase... We have different priorities and objectives, so your plan does need to be flexible. It should be reviewed at least once a year to take into account new legislation that has occurred. And then what we do find is things change, so exactly what you're saying. Maybe in early retirement, you're not gifting a lot of your wealth to your children, but in later retirement, you want to share it before you pass on so you see the blessing it causes in your family unit. Um, We also see a real shift in the community, I would say, of people wanting to do a lot of charitable work today. And I think it's because we've had the blessings of coming into Affluence. And more and more, I would say almost every second family that we have the privilege to work with has a desire to integrate uh, charitable giving into their designs
1: well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, especially uh, with uh, the, the the tax uh, regime that we're looking at as well, um, people are often saying, if I can reduce my taxes somewhat, uh, even if it isn't dollar for dollar, and do something good in the community, um, deal with some of the organizations that are dear to my values, um, then it's a win-win for me. Let's
0: talk about this family in terms of some of the elements in it. You mentioned that it's a blended family. Uh, how did you plan for what might take place uh, within that family unit.
2: Well, I do wish our other degrees were psychology. Of course, when you're working with husbands and wives, I'm married myself, and so... What's so unique about estate planning is you're going to end up having differences of opinion, especially when you're talking about children and money. I mean, these are the sensitive areas. So what we do is we qualify it when we're working with the family and we tell them to expect differences of opinion because we're all human and that's normal. And in fact, that's our test to know if people are really together Because if they always agree, we know they're just dating. And when they dispute, we know they're actually married or common law. But that being said, I think what's really important is that we hear both individuals' goals and objectives and dreams and desires. And then we endeavor to find a compromise where all their needs are being met.
0: Sherry McMillan tells the story of another client family. The couple involved had different perspectives on how the estate should be handled.
2: It was a beautiful couple down in Lethbridge. And they had a very large estate and they were lucky enough to have grandchildren when they came to see us. And so the mother wanted her wealth to go to the grandchildren because she felt that ultimately she had already helped the children with post-secondary education and they were doing well in their own right. And she really thought that they should support the needs of the grandchildren. Well, the father, on the other hand, had a different belief system. He felt, well, we'll give it to the children and then they can decide how to govern it. So you can see, we wouldn't want to design an estate plan with dad giving money to the children and mom giving money to the grandchildren. It might slight the family or actually cause a little bit of a feud between the parent group. And they had never completed their estate plan because they couldn't come to a compromise or figure out what to do. And for us, it was very simple because we do this on a daily basis. What we said is, why don't we do it this way? You own half of the estate, And the other person owns half of the estate. So why don't we, as a couple, give 50% of your estate to your children and 50% of your estate to your grandchildren as a succinct mom and dad and grandparent group so that you look like you loved everyone equally and ultimately nobody will feel slighted. And so when they came to that conclusion, they got a good chuckle out of it because it was pretty simple math. But when you're in it and when you're trying to figure out your desires and your wishes, you're quite attached emotionally often to your ideas. And that's great. And what we have to do is account for them and find the compromise between a husband and wife to design appropriately.
0: Were the grandchildren involved in the decision or were they just the recipients of the grant?
2: Well, our point of view is that we don't involve the children or grandchildren when mom and dad build that plan and the reason we don't is really it's their estate to design and have authority over and we share all the options with them through that educational process and once they employ the plan that they like and make the final decision, what we'll often do at that phase is involve the children on a concept basis or grandchildren if they're of age. It's not to dispute or debate, is that the right plan? Because mom and dad are deciding if it's the right plan. But it's to get feedback. And sometimes the feedback actually causes or creates a need to go back into that plan and make a minor adjustment. And we're doing that, Peter, because we want families to have harmony. And if we know that we can easily solve a matter based on how a child feels... Um, Sometimes we do, but also sometimes we don't. And that is because the parent group has the authority to determine their estate and how they will use it in life and how they will transfer it. I always say to parents when they're giving this contemplation, and also I say this in our family meetings once we're working with the entire family unit, you know, in Canada specifically, the parent group has the right to spend all of their estate both fighting in Spain if they want to. And, you know, it's really a gift if our parent group chooses uh, to transfer their affluence to us. It's not an entitlement in law here in Canada.
0: So the parent group will be deciding how the estate will be split up among children and grandchildren. And it will be the parent group that takes the responsibility for ensuring that a sudden Affluence on the part of the next generation or two generations removed doesn't create problems, whether it's drugs, whether it's some other type of addiction, whether it's divorce, whatever it is, the parent group still has the initial responsibility. After they're gone, that responsibility obviously is passed on. But at least initially, when the plan is being created, it is the parent group that decides how any social inaction or social problems within the family unit uh, are handled.
2: I think it's truly a gift from parents points of view to design it and give guidance to the family unit on how you want it distributed and when and what the parameters are because if you leave it in the hands of your children they're in a disadvantage before they even start because they're an equal playing field so siblings nobody is in charge really but they will honor the parent group's Beliefs and values out of respect for the parent group if that direction had been laid out for them. It's much more challenging, you know, to take direction from your big sister who was always mean to you when you were a little kid. And so you, you really do give a gift to your children by laying out the parameters and the rules. And then everybody's just following them. It's not like they're designing them. They're just listening to the parent group.
0: How are these two families today... Norman, that that we've talked about on the program, Um, uh, the the physician, first of all, in his group. Um, Are they uh, a happy unit that uh, is enjoying retirement and
1: uh, comfortable with the plan that's been put together for them? Absolutely, uh, you know. And the thing that they realize is that a plan is in place. Uh, it gives them a lot of certainty and clarity. They know, um, you know, at, at this point, uh, the way uh, certain assets are going to be handled. Um, you know, they're comfortable in in the way uh, their investments are uh, are providing uh, security and, and growth for their retirement. Um, and you know, they're still focusing on on trying to reduce those taxes uh, on on the long term basis. Um, but you know, of course, uh, going through this planning process is help them realize that this is something that's fluid and this is something that's uh, going to be changing in the future and it's something that they have to uh always be engaged in and and reviewing um, to make sure it adapts to the future and the family in lethbridge
2: oh this family it's a fantastic outcome i feel you know one of the things about blended family peter is there's always suspicion when a new parent comes into the role of, oh, no, are they nice, first of all, and are they a good person? But the next facet Aaron, we all do think about is, are are they going to take the estate away from the original family unit? And I think by doing appropriate estate planning, it gives the entire family assurance that the relationship is based on a relationship. It's not based on what somebody brings to the relationship. And then there is an ability for people to get to know each other in an appropriate way, not on a suspicious level.
0: It's amazing how good the discussion can be when emotion is minimized.
2: That's right. And harmony is an objective of every family we work with. And the reason for that is obviously you can replace assets. You can buy a new bond. You can buy a new mutual fund. What you can't do is buy a new sister or brother or grandchild. So it's fundamentally important that we design in a manner that's respectful and that ultimately keeps harmony or builds harmony in that family unit.
1: All of these themes will be brought into sharper focus at the next McMillan Estate Planning Seminar. It's coming up on Thursday, June 1st at 7 o'clock. Pre-register by calling the office weekdays at 403-266-6464. Or you can register online anytime at McMillanEstate.com.
0: I'm Peter Watts. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room on Newstalk 770.